The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. We're, we're the, the Torres, Torres brothers. brothers. Happy closing, brother. Happy closing. We both just got done doing our shows. We talked about it uh, last week and this week. Uh, but hey, cheers. Cheers. We did it. <laughs> we both had very successful runs. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. How was the rest of your weekend? Because I saw you Thursday night. Yes. And I saw the show again on Thursday night. Pull the mic a little closer oh, to you. Yeah, I'm yeah, losing you. Um, but. Uh, how was the rest of the weekend as far as like crowd reactions, things like that? Great, yeah. Uh, crowds were great. Um, yeah, you know, you always have a person here and there that's like, oh my god, you kidding me? But everything was great. All the actors were great. You know, everyone just had a ton of love for the show. Um, and it's it's funny too because Thursday night was our smallest crowd, and. Don and DJ are the directors. They mm-hmm. were just saying like, I, I don't know. Let's you know, I don't know. Let's just go out there and give it your best, you know. And that's exactly what we did. And Thursday's crowd was just they ate it up, and everyone came back saying, "This is my favorite crowd," you know. Like you had a very right. responsive crowd on Thursday. Yeah, night. very responsive. <clears throat> very, very. Responsive. A lot of them were theater people though too. That's true. Which was you could that that was a fun night because. Uh, I got recognized from Frankenstein by about three or four people <laughs> that were around. And then uh, this woman that was sitting a couple seats from me and mom goes, are you the brother of the kid that's in the show? And I go, yeah. How'd you guess? <laughs> you know, because God, that's right, the right. typical reaction I give to people <laughs> with that. And man, you absolutely killed your monologue that Thank night. You. Thank you very that was much. so good. Yeah, it's that whole show was just so much fun to do. Um, yeah, my monologue. I'm glad I got to <clears throat> kind of. Uh, we can kind of break my... it. Yeah, we can break it down on here yeah, now a now little that, bit. Yeah, now we can break it down a little bit. So, um, I did talk about it multiple times. I said that um, here we sit is a sh- is um, pretty much a, def- a bunch of different sketches that makes fun of the audience. But there are also two sketches in there that are supposed to be emotional mm. and really, you know, um, drag everyone back in. So, um, and, <coughs> excuse me, um, I, I took that as a real challenge for me. Cause sure. In a comedy, it's it's easy to have a silent crowd. Well, it can be easy if you're not executing your jokes, you know. But it's easy to have a silent crowd. Or a crowd, jeez. But silent to, clouds too. <laughs> silent know, clouds. Those exist too. during yeah, they, the show. They do exist during the show. So don't 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 let anyone say different. 
Um, but you, to have to take, you know, because there are already scenes before that that are happy and, you know, get the people laughing. And then I have to go out there and break that, you know. Then I'm the one that's going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm not funny, but I'm here to show you what I got. You still you know? did, you know, there were still a lot of good comedic moments within oh, that scene, though, No, too. no, no, and, and I don't mean it like that. No, know? no, no, I mean, yeah, but it, it definitely, it does have a heavier tone yes, than a lot of, it yeah. has more stakes than some of the other scenes, yeah, if um, you will. Uh, yeah, I love doing that. I, I especially love doing that with VJ. Uh, he was excellent he was as well. Fantastic to work with. Um, super easy to work off of. And did you just... hear him on the Ghostlight podcast last week? I did. Yes, <laughs> that man like incredible. made me want to like go back and get my PhD in theater. <laughs> like it was like incredible. Like how cool that he his whole life, or, or like yeah, how cool that. His whole life, he always felt like I could do this. I could be an actor in like some set, and like he just never really got the opportunity yeah. until and in, like five years ago. And now he's yeah. never left it. And I've talked to him. I talked to him about that afterwards. Actually, he said that um he forgot to mention it on the podcast, but he had said that when he there was a time that he did think about doing theater for a bit and or you know acting in general and he went to his parents and said hey i i think i want to do this professionally and they didn't say no but they uh, kind of steered him away you know and our parents are very unique people the first thing i thought was i can't believe they thought that my parents would have driven me to do it i and that was something else that was something i was thinking of is because I asked him, did, did you have any siblings that were into it or anything like that? And he said no. And I was just thinking about, if, what if I had never seen you act on stage? That's true. You know, what if what if I never saw the theater, Ghostlight Theater in general? What if, would I have just gone on with my life and never touched it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it really, it got me thinking, like, holy crap, like, it's so weird how one little thing like that can really affect your entire life. It's it's you really know? crazy. We're we fell in a unique situation because mom and dad have always been so supportive, very supportive of everything we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, when even after this most recent show, it, you know, it's not the. It, it, it's not the most connective as far as subject matter and some of no. it. Like, not everybody knows what furries are and, mm-hmm. like, not everybody mm-hmm. understands the lifestyle that, like, people no. are living when it comes and to And not everyone is going to. Right. Uh, but after Mom and Dad saw the show uh, last weekend, Dad texted me and said something in one of the messages. Like, you are you really are a true professional when you're up there. And... Just getting that from him was it, it that's a really nice feeling to like and just to have people affirming that yeah. rather than tearing it down like what mm-hmm. it, it, I can't even imagine being in a toxic environment I know like it's just it's so ridiculous you know it it's dumb because people say follow your dreams and then when you go to follow your dreams, people are like, you're dumb for following your dreams. <laughs> right. And it's like, uh, what the hell, you know? Like, 
And this all dreams are dreams for a reason. This you know? really all ties right in to your scene mm-hmm. too. Like this is all you really play. Does. You played a guy who auditions over and over yeah. again, and the nerves always get the best of him when he goes and he's having this heart to heart with mm-hmm. the director about, yeah. you know, why he's not getting these parts. And then finally, he does this monologue and does it with every nerve ending in his body working and you know mom was crying during that was she like very like tears were streaming down her face like you did great you did great with that monologue thanks it's so good and just the i love the i I love the kicking myself line afterwards like it just it's such a nice way to rap, the writing yeah. is just so good. Yeah, the so writing good. is fantastic. So good, and it, it's just so funny because um, the first night um, during read through, the first thing after I read that monologue, the first thing I asked Don was, uh, "Where does this come from?" Because it's an incredible monologue, and he just starts laughing and he looks at DJ and he goes, "See, I knew someone was going to ask," and then he looked back and he said, "It's from here we sit." He wrote, he wrote it. This monologue, just for that scene. So you want to know what's really funny? Yeah. Is in order to dive deeper on giving you notes, I went to Google that to see where it was from. I wrote down on my notepad when I was when your monologue yeah. came out. That's how our brains work. I think it's really funny. Uh, I wrote down specific lines from it. And I searched it, and I searched it everywhere, and I couldn't find it. And as soon as, like, after, like, 10 minutes of me looking, I go, Don wrote that. He 100% wrote wrote that. Yeah, it's just incredible. And and where it comes from is even cooler. I mean, I don't want to give away all the secrets, but, I mean, um, he got the idea for that because – I believe it was a coworker or someone like that was talking about how they had to pick out a tie for their dad's funeral mm-hmm. or something like that. And Don was like, why did you feel the need to share that information with me? It was like, that that doesn't make any sense. Why did you do that? TMI, bro. And then all of a sudden, um, Here We Sit came along and he was like, here we go. That's... Perfect. That's a... It, um, he has to pick out a tie to match to, you know, people. Yes, to pick out a tie for his father's funeral. Perfect. People, things happen for a reason. People mm-hmm. do specific things it's, for a reason. It really is crazy. It's just, it's shocking how that, how that little just. Oh, um, yeah, I had to pick out a tie for my dad's funeral. Yeah, it can turn into. This huge monologue, this huge emotional thing, and so, so good. So, so yeah, um, I mentioned it on the Ghostlight podcast, but this scene, for me, I, I feel like I don't have to act as much. I, uh, I feel like instead, I'm just telling the story of. Every actor. I see there. a lot of you in this. I see That's a lot of me exactly in it. I see, I do see a, it's every actor's plight of having that bad audition and just being like, God, what is it going to take mm-hmm. for me to get like noticed or like feel good? Mm-hmm. Or, it's it's 
a tough medium. It's a tough thing to like really find within yeah, it. And, and I really, I, I've been blessed. Luckily, um, I haven't auditioned for many companies, but most companies I have made it. I'm very grateful for that. But I also do know what it's like to to have self doubt. Yeah, well, to, well to get in the role and then be like, why do I have this role? You know, and to just be questioning it. But um, but yeah, I um, I really like I say for every character. I really try to find myself in this character. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this character, I didn't really have to go looking for myself. It was already in the script. Yeah, you know for I sure. Mean? It was just there. I just had to read the words. I'm proud of you. Thank yeah. you. Thank it, you. It was, you conducted it really Thank well, you. and it was a good voice for everything. My favorite part uh, is the glass eye every night. Is is it the glass eye? What oh, uh, glassy eyes. Glassy yeah, eyes. With, uh, with the, the stuffed animals. Yeah. Because I love watching the audience's reaction during it every time. Because <laughs> half the people think it's the funniest thing in the entire world yeah. because and they get other, it. Other and the other people are like, fun. what is going on? And they don't realize that's you yep. that you're looking at. Like this is, and the the little summary in uh, in the program says it perfectly. Like Does try as say, we try, sometimes this is mm -hmm. what we feel. It's like something like that. Does like it say some, next to it uh, the prank? No, Did they call it the prank. I don't. I, I don't. I can't remember. Because I remember Don said he wanted to put that in the program. Um, it, to have it say classy eyes, and then in parentheses called the prank. It might. It, really, it might have. It, it is kind of a prank on the audience, mm -hmm. you know. It really is. But um, yeah, uh, show went great. I, I absolutely had such a wonderful time. Carla, um, did oh, a great, great. She did an excellent scene, job. A, a excellent job. This was um, this is going to be her last show for a while. So she absolutely just killed it tonight and. Just so so emotional. She so she came up to me Thursday. Were you there for <laughs> yes, that? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah, she came up to me Thursday and she was just like, "I did so bad tonight. Like that wasn't <laughs> you. Ever since you gave me that note to like you, that you, I could take it even further. I've been doing it and I've been trying. And like, I it, it's it's another it's another asking for the tea thing. Mm. She did not like. It wasn't a bad monologue at all. She did wonderful that night. But she just, you know, she knew the depth of, like, where she could be. But she was still she was still asking for the tea. Right, That's right. what it is. Sometimes, like, sometimes it doesn't feel as good. But, like, you just stick to your guns and you stay. And that's that's what I told her. And I was, mm -hmm. I was so proud. I, I think, like, not that she's ever been bad, but she's come a very long way as far <laughs> as seeing her over the years and oh, the yeah. experience Absolutely. she's gotten and... Uh, I I absolutely love it. I I, yeah. I absolutely love what she did there. Um, yeah, me too. DJ in that added a lot. Like mm -hmm. just uh, having that other character in the background. Um, the airing of grievances at like the beginning of Act Two by oh, the yeah. theater community is so <laughs> funny. It's. It's such a good show for theater people. It's it really is a great show. So it good, really. but for um. Anybody. Anyway, how was your closing? Persona for, was great. Persona. Yeah, it was good. 
Awesome. Uh, crowds were good, everything. Crowds were great. Really great crowd this afternoon. Awesome. To end it on. Awesome. Um, I... I learned a lot of good things comedy wise from this. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss some of the people from this show quite a bit. Um I am very grateful I got to work with Andrew Brown, who's uh Bill Brown's, yes, Bill grandson. Brown's grandson. Yeah, because I never got to work with Bill uh when he was alive. That was someone mm-hmm. that was someone I always missed. Like we had just we yeah, never were on the same timeline. Technically I worked with him but not like actually one on one in a scene with him. Right, yeah, but you at least got to like share yeah, the space. I got to share exactly mm-hmm. share the space with him at least. Um and that's, yeah. That's something I'm always grateful for with certain things. Um one of my favorite things I always I always think about and I I always think that I never got enough time on stage with Carl and uh Tamerlan. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And um and then I think back to like what we've done together. I pushed him in a wheelchair. I was singing tunes next to him. Like we actually we had a lot of time together. Oh it's yeah, just, it really is one of those things you don't realize it until you go to think back, and it's like, oh man, all those memories, you know. And, I yeah, Carl's one of those people. Uh, for me, I'm I'm so lucky. I got enough time with as much time as with him as I did. He played my father on stage. Um we did God, it's everything. He was in everything. Yeah, and... well, he, for me he played um he, well he played um what's his name? The um conductor the Oh Charlie and Yeah, he played Charlie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then he played um Old Muff Potter. And I pushed him around in his wheelchair the whole time. And <laughs> I remember that. There were times I would mess up and he'd be like, this stupid fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he, and then, uh, sorry, that music no, man good. we sang next to each other. We had like At a that beginning scene, yeah. Picture. I like yeah. that picture of you two that, I love uh, that they, they have, uh, yeah, he, uh, he also knew our family very well. Very well. So um, he, he. Grew up next door to grandma. Is it something like I don't know what? Yeah, the heck I it think was. he grew up next door, like the, he, he, the house next to that one. Or, but I'm I'm positive he was. Yeah, uh, grandma's neighbor. Mom will correct always, us. But... Yeah, mom will correct us. But um, <laughs> he would he would always help grandma out, and uh, that's why I always kind of considered Carl one of my grandpas because yeah. I. He knew my grandpa. I didn't even know either one of them. Oh, well, he so. wasn't. I think he'd probably slap you if you called him. That's Jesus. exactly. I, I said. I literally said the one day that um, Carl is more of a. Carl is the closest thing I have to a grandfather. He said your grandfather would slap you for saying that. I went. See, I don't even know that about my grandfather. You know, <laughs> you know more. Like yeah. it. Like he really was. He probably. He probably wasn't very keen about hearing grandfather, but yeah, uh, right, exactly. That's what I mean. But that's but, why. So that's why I was so happy I got to work with Andrew yeah. for this show because I believe it. Uh, of that, I uh, Kaylee was wonderful to work with. She um, is, yeah, she's a ball. She's of a energy. powerhouse. Yeah. She's a powerhouse. Ball of energy. She was yeah, saying that was one terrific. of her first times, like playing like a leading lady ever, like a, a, a like a the straight. Really, and uh, she said she's always like the quirky characters in a lot of 
uh, productions. And I thought she carried that with such grace and so well. No, she did fantastic. Um, Broman, our stage manager. Oh my God! Yeah, they were incredible. You, you telling me though, that's like one of her first big roles. I wouldn't have known. I don't even. I don't even know if like big is even the word, but just like leading, like center, like leading, like leading lady ish type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know. You'd have no idea. Kind of the one pushing the story forward. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. The one thing, I I Google Eric kind of a grievance just a general one Ooh. when you are in a rehearsal process yeah cough up that flub um when you're in a rehearsal process by about five days before the show you should have what you're doing pretty much on like lock and you should to the point where you could autopilot it and muscle memory be able to do it like you should have muscle mm-hmm. but not even like that but like you shouldn't be like improving your lines you shouldn't be like talking over people and like kind of having your own background segments that are too big oh for yeah, yeah, being yeah. in the background and the reason uh, so I just worked with someone who tended to change the lines it, it, this one line every night and I could tell when the person was going to do it because they'd start forgetting all the lines around it because they were thinking about I think I know exactly who it is I won't say yeah okay but like yeah it, it's it's just it's a lot and when I'm on stage like it's a professionalism thing for me, too. Like, deliver the lines that are written down to me, please. Yep. Like, give me the same, like, rhythms every uh, every night. Like, that's, I, that's what I need. That's something that Don even stresses, too, about all his scripts is he'll, if, you know, he doesn't mind if, like, well, if it did not turned into didn't, I'm sure he wouldn't freak but out. Frankenstein, but Frankenstein, like, he was he yeah he was, he was very, very deliberate with what words he chose, and, and he was very thankful throughout the yes, process. I remember yes, that we that were we sticking so specifically to what words mm. were in the script, it, and it's hard, very much so. It, it's hard to stick to the script. It really is because sometimes you hear a word that. That comes out better on the tongue. But no, not even that. that like blatantly changing oh, stuff no, just because no, you no, think yeah, it's funny changing. and like yeah, no. I, I just I, I don't that I don't I don't fall into the category of people that that's it's it's very high school for me. Mm-hmm. It's very Lasho in high school where everyone's like, oh, like watch this, watch what I'm gonna do, and like go out and like do that. I never like. God, I never liked that. I I just never no, liked. I couldn't do that. No way. Especially, you just ruin you ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, and like it, it I don't. It, the The run went fine. Nothing was, yeah, hindered like terribly. It's not a thing. This is just the thing I'm bitching about on right. my at, on my podcast because it's late in the day. Because and like, yeah, and you have a podcast about. to do so, and I have a podcast to do so. <laughs> but like, 
I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't throw me curveballs mid-run. Like, don't do that because that's going to throw me too. If yeah. like you're you're doing things, and if like it's that. like one time, that's different. But if it's every time, that's too much. It's at no, all. It really yeah. is. That's too much. It kind of depends. It's circ- it's circumstantial for sure. Um, backstage at my last show today. Uh, however, uh, transitioning a little bit, I did get to read Gotham City Year One, uh, issue Ooh. two, and things are heating up. It's it's looking really good. Uh, Slam is being interrogated by the cops after uh, his coworker is found dead. Mr. Slam. Mr. Slam. Uh, he's interrogated for 36 hours and doesn't give them anything because you know the Waynes have told him like don't like don't no cops don't no rat. nothing we're don't dealing rat on us. we're dealing with that don't you pull a 69 um is that what they said yep that's exactly what they said <laughs> so they have they end up having nothing to hold him on really still because he just still like he just keeps sticking to the same story over and over again Goes back to his apartment. It's like I'm going back to sleep. Same woman is sh- uh, is at his door waiting for him. <laughs> she gives him another letter, uh, saying to bring a hundred thousand dollars to to like a certain location, and then, uh, she leaves. Doesn't give him any more information than that. And it also has the bat symbol on the bottom of it. Right. Yes. Um, so. It's it's heating up as far as like who is this guy? What is he doing? So he brings it to the Waynes and he shows them, and uh, Richard Wayne, who keep in mind again, this is Bruce's grandparents, right? That they're that this story is about. Yeah, Bruce's uh, Bruce's parents' grandparents. 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 So so Richard and Constance Wayne. Yes. Um. So Thomas Wayne's parents. Um. Right. No, no, they're... It would be Thomas Wayne's parents, because it would be Bruce's grandparents. So Thomas's parents, because oh, they still okay. have the Wayne last name. Oh, oh okay. Right? So for a, second, it would have for a to second, I thought you were saying that it was Thomas's grandparents. No, 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 Bruce's okay. grandparents That's or Thomas. Bruce's parents, Thomas. Uh, uh, Bruce's, Bruce's grandparents, grandparents Thomas's, Thomas's parents. parents. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so he brings it to them, and Richard Wayne is saying, I'm going to go with you. I'm going with you to this. And Constance is saying, like, I'm not sure if that's a good idea like this. And at one point, he totally loses on it. it loses it on her and tells her to, like, shut her whore mouth and, like, all, all this stuff. Like, really, like, it goes in and then goes to get his stuff and... Uh, say, shut your whore mouth, you say? But uh, then Slam... Says something to her about, like, you know, there's a certain, you know, he he really shouldn't have to treat you like that over uh, over this. And she's like, well, why don't you mind your goddamn business or something like that? <laughs> like, so even though she's getting treated oh, well. badly, yeah. like, she's still, like, she's letting it happen. Yeah. Um. So then they go to this location. They go to the rooftop um, of this hotel. And... The same woman's waiting there for him. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the baby, but 
she's asking for the hundred thousand. So Slam mm-hmm. starts to walk away, and Richard Wayne is going, "You can't walk away from this. You have to give her the money. Like I'm ordering you to give her the money. Like." And he's like, "It's not." Slam is saying that there's something weird about this. I'm not giving her, uh, that I'm not giving her that. Slam's blah, blah, blah. a private eye, right? He yeah, is. he's okay. like a private detective. I wasn't sure if we figured that out. Yes, I th- I believe so. Um. So then Slam ends up going back out, giving her the money, and she gives him a letter saying, you'll find your baby at, like, this graveyard or whatever, like, the graveyard of, like, uh, your grandparents to Richard Wayne. And he's oh, like, geez. I know exactly what it, where it is or whatever. So they go over there, and the baby's not there. Ugh. So Richard Wayne starts flipping out on Slam, Where's saying, Bruce? like, all this stuff and, like, losing his mind. Bruce isn't born. Oh yeah, not Bruce. Uh, where's Thomas? Where's Helen? Where's Tom? Helen, oh, Wayne. Helen. Helen Wayne. It's their, they're the daughter. They hide from the world because she's possibly like disfigured and stuff. There's a lot of different things at the tabloids about why they could possibly That's right. be hide, so you hiding her. I think I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because you mentioned that they did a Kathleen Kennedy thing. Kind of, yeah yeah like the is mm-hmm. that her name. I can't remember what the Kennedy baby is, but yes, you're thinking of the right, uh, of of the right kind of storyline. Oh no, Kathleen Kennedy is the president of Lucasfilm. Oh no, that ain't that ain't it. That it. Uh, so no, definitely not Kathleen Kennedy. Ah, Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Slam says something about like. Every person has a breaking point, and you think he's referring to Richard Wayne. And it turns out he's referring to himself because he punches Richard Wayne into the face and knocks him out, and that's how the comic book ends. <laughs> so now they're, like, in total disarray. So he's still explaining all of this to Bruce. What and, the hell? Yeah. That's, uh, oh, there is a Kathleen Kennedy. Hang on, maybe it's just not the one I was thinking of. But yeah, just I, search Kennedy baby and it'll co- like the uh, the like Kennedy baby brain operation. Type that Kennedy baby that died. Oh god. Oh, um Patrick von Vera Kennedy yeah, was so- an infant child of President JFK. Do-do-do-do-do. So, oh yeah, two days old. It's the one they had brain surgery on, right? Yeah, like I yeah. think so. Is it? Let's make sure before we <laughs> before we yeah, yeah, go see. claiming things that just aren't. Yeah, true I'm at not all. a smart man. These people should know that already, though. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. <laughs> you are smart. Um, Don't do that. <laughs> Uh, born prematurely, Kennedy lived just over 39 hours before dying of complications of Hilarion membrane disease. After desperate attempts to save his life, his infant death left the first family of the nation in mourning. Um, no, so it's not. It's Rosemary Kennedy. Rosemary, Rosemary Kennedy. Kennedy is the one they did the lobotomy on. There's, yes, that's yes. what it was. They did a lobotomy in, in 1941. So it that's was right. because but she was, she I was think she much, was mentally challenged in some kind of way. It's not even, I don't even think it was that. I think she started like making choices for herself and they didn't like one of the choices. That's so what they I, lobotomized yeah. her. And it was like, 
what the fuck? Yeah. You can't do that. So it's kind of like it's similar to those situations yeah. where it's like, it's like where the they, they're doing like a Wayne's. They're showing this power. <coughs> Man, this is cool. I like this series. It's a it's a perspective. How, how crazy is it that they're literally there's a Kennedy baby that died? I, like, it's that's kind of wild. It's, it's tragic, but it's just like what are the odds? Both families know? are. Anyway, yeah, yes. exactly. Um, um, yeah, that is cool though. The Gotham is. City lore is awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't get to read into a lot of lore that's not based on like Batman mm-hmm. or like, and it's cool that they're doing like a story about like '60s Gotham, like before, like a pre-Batman, oh, yeah. like or like the origins of like some kind of form of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was the only comic book I read this week. However, I do want to so. I I always shout them out on this show, but I want to give like a really big shout out to Queen City. Mm. Um, I was so I went over there on on Free Comic Book Day, <coughs> and I haven't been to Queen City since uh, the blizzard that we got in December. <coughs> oh crap! That's I haven't been there in like six. That that's the last time I bought like a comic book was that long ago yeah. because like life has just been getting in the way and yeah, there have been different things like going on, <laughs> uh, and like winter's hard. Are you dying over there? No, something is just stuck in my throat, man. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. If you need me to call, I got nine one dialed in <laughs> my phone. Just give me the word, and that other one's. Right, hit. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, so I was kind of like, is it weird to say, like, I was kind of nervous about going in a way, like, there was, there was this thing that in me where I was like, man, like, all these people I haven't seen in a while, are they gonna, Mm -hmm. like, still treat me the same, like, and I already knew, like, obviously, that they were gonna be no different, and be, like, you know, as welcoming as they always are, Mm Mm-hmm. But I walked up, and Emil Jr. was there, and he immediately greeted me. He was like, where are you been, man? Like, and we talked a little bit, and I was just telling him, he's like, yeah, this winter was brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, it, was, it was, like, really bad. And uh, so then I went in the shop, and Emil Sr., of course, was, like, going around to every – they were so busy. Um, so he's kind of uh, talking to different people. He's, uh, like, wheeling and dealing like he always does. Mm-hmm. Uh and he, uh, it, I had just been kind of looking at stuff like across the way, and I was going to make my way to him, but, uh, you know, I knew he was busy. And then all of a sudden from across the room, I hear him go, hey, Big T, where you been? Big. <laughs> and uh, and so he, Im- he immediately saw me and, like, called me out to say hi and uh, right. And I was telling him, I was like, it was this winter, and he was like, dude, it did it for a lot of people. He was like, a lot of people felt the same way uh and, and he's like there's nothing wrong with that where he's like we're happy oh, to yeah. see he's like mm-hmm. he said something like we th- we thought you were like mad at us or something like that you were coming here i was like no it was nothing never like anything like that mm-hmm. um and then i said to him i was like man i'm looking around in here and i'm realizing i'm so behind it he goes don't he goes don't let that discourage you he said the modern comic books and like the way we are like well, like you can get caught up in no time that's a like fact. that's that's not that's, that's a not a problem so don't let that overwhelm you and uh I told him it was good to see him he said it was good to see me too and then um 
Yeah, I can't remember my friend behind the counter's name, but uh, I it, he's typically there, and I saw him too. Uh, and nice. he he said, "Just know, let me know whatever you need. Just email me, and I'll uh, I'll oh, order." Um, so, but on that note, yes, let me show you some of the new stuff I yeah, got. Let's see it, my quote guy. unquote new, quote unquote new. Yeah, because actually, I really. I'm excited to see what you got because I heard there was a Spider-Man 2 comic prequel that was actually free for comic book day. So it was – I actually didn't bring the free <sighs> comic books today Damn. that I picked up, okay. which um, – It was one of them though? Uh, yeah. There were a bunch – there was a bunch of stuff that was there. It was so overwhelming that I only got like a couple issues of some stuff. I should have grabbed one of everything quite honestly. Um, I can't believe I missed it. <clears throat> it happens. It'll come back next year. Mm. Uh, they're doing so. They're doing another Comic Con, and they're doing an, a collection unveiling on June seventeenth. So June seventeenth, let's plan on going to that okay. so that June we can seventeenth so that we can get some stuff stocked up on. Um, okay, so I am not caught up on Batman Joker Deadly Duo. So I only had one and two, but I did pick up seven. And I love the cover art on this one, actually. Um, I love that, yeah. too. That takes you back to, like, the old style of it. Me, too. I, I, I think the the I balooniness really like of it is yeah. cool. Kind yeah. of like the, um, oh, my God. Um, to, uh, what was his name? The uh, artist that passed away. Uh, Jim something. It was on the back of all those comics for a while. It was the Tim Sale. Tim Sale. Tim Tim Sale. Tim Sale. Yeah, it has the art of Tim Sale. Yeah. And I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but I I really like that. But I picked that up. I have to find all the issues in between because I actually really did like that storyline. So I got to make sure that I catch up on that. It's a very cool storyline. I think you're going to be jealous of this one. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I found One Bad Day Clayface. They have Raz, Raz Al Ghul's one is out, is out too. Um, I looked at, I haven't like looked at. Thick Boy, too. I haven't looked at Comic Book Ranker in a while, and I looked at it today, and they ranked uh, One Bad Day as one of the top 10 comic book series right now, which really I've been raving about that since the beginning of. It coming um, out. Did you read the Bane one? Not yet. I'm so excited Dude, to read that Bane one. I'll, I, was, I, sh- I will tonight. I think I was very. I was <clears throat> actually very, very <laughs> impressed with what they did. And once you read that, you're really you're gonna love that story. That's probably yeah. gonna be your favorite one. And then they did a really good job. I also caught up on some of these. So 131, so I can pick up where we left off on those. Okay. Uh, yeah, cause I yeah, cause I never got to see what happened next either. I never did either. So I have one thirty one, one thirty two, one thirty three, and one thirty four. I'm not sure what one they're on right now. One thirty five, and that one, a big event just happened. Oh um, Jesus! Kind of. Uh, I might be wrong, but. Do you want spoilers? No, I don't want spoilers. I, I want to read to it. I only because I don't know if it's the right comic or not. I will tell spoil it for me. <laughs> yeah, let don't me make do sure. It. Let me make sure because um, I do remember seeing. Maybe I'm wrong, but they called it 
was the was it issue one thirty five? But was it um? But was it called issue nine hundred? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know why I can't. Five Batman. I don't know. I again, I'm so out of it right now. Like I'm out of the game, so I'm not realizing. Sorry, I'm looking on TikTok because I <laughs> I had a video. TikTok on it. is the sort the media source for everything these days. Terrible. Yeah, it um, it was really cool. It's not like anything. Yes, it is. Okay, so it definitely is because so it's it's issue one thirty five. It's called nine hundred, but that's the cover of it. That's all. I'll show oh, you that's for now. dope. So yeah, um, yeah, I got to catch so, up. Then I will say I do know what happens. I don't know what's going on currently in the story, but I do know what happens in nine hundred. It's a good comic. Oh, cool! It's a very good. They they did some very, they did some very cool things in this one that I think you'll probably like. Um, yeah, yeah, you're really gonna like this one because I forgot certain things they did in it and everything like that. Yeah, you're really gonna like this one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to just catching up in general. I don't know. I have this week off, so I'm gonna be like. This is going to be part of my week is just going through comics and catching yeah. up on some stuff. I, I couldn't tell you who this villain is, though. I really couldn't. I couldn't either, but I'm looking forward to seeing um, As a Batman fan, that intrigues me. So we read 130, right? We did. We did? Okay. And you know what? When I picked those up, I was like, shit. I was like, I think I need 130 because it looked like a whole new thing. And I was like, crap. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I I have everything I need. And I came home and looked, and I had 130 sitting on, like, my one shelf. And I was like, oh, my oh. God, so we're good. So oh. I'm so excited because I can dive right into that one. Let me know when you're all set done because I'm going <coughs> to. Featuring Ryan oh, absolutely. Drake. <coughs> right? Fuck yeah. You know what I also heard that is super surprising? I heard one of the top titles right now, believe it or not, is Superman. Doesn't surprise me. In comic book form, it doesn't surprise me. It really me. does, yeah. It because they can expand me. on him more. Probably surprised Tyler. Probably. He fucking hates him. Shout out Tyler. Shout out we, we went 41 minutes without mentioning Tyler. <laughs> I think that's a new episode record. He's probably like, he probably turned the episode off at this point. Um... No, I, uh, I was, man, my soul was so full after being in there the other day. And as well, so I didn't bring them, but I also picked up some back issues of um, The uh, the Adventure Continues, the Batman oh, ones. Oh, I have the first one. So it was like the first volume of it. It was old issues of that, and they were, it was like eight issues for $15 like they do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I got to the register, and they knocked even more <coughs> off, which those guys are just the best. Oh, cool. Yeah, they uh, really are. But I, I felt so good 
after leaving there. Like, it felt so good to get comic books again and stuff yeah, like that. I believe. And that. after last year when I preached, like, hey, you should just get, like, one comic book a week. You should just do one comic book a week. I have no no excuses anymore. I have no <laughs> excuses to be doing No that. excuses. And it also made me realize, not to get sentimental mm-hmm. with you, um, I really appreciate how much you have been there specifically for me this past year. Oh, of course. Well, it's not even like, so we do this together every year, every year, every week we do the podcast together, which yeah, like, we get together a once thing. a year, you know, but like last year around this time, you and I, like my passion got reignited for comic books after seeing mm-hmm. the Batman and it made me want to be proud to be a fan again and want to, like, really know a lot of things. And you took this journey just head first with me. And, like, we've been able to bond over mm. that and look at, like, you you came over my birthday weekend last year and, like, we're looking at all the old issues of mm-hmm. stuff that, like, I had. And we were, like, feeling like little kids again <laughs> doing that. And then just like through all these shows that we did together this year, you've been a bouncing off point. You've been, you know, things were not easy this year. Oh, yeah. I had so much like there was, you know, there was the trip to Virginia last or Mm -hmm. last year where like a a lot happened Mm -hmm. with that. You got I, married, I which got married. Isn't a bad thing, but it's, it's a, a lot. It's a, to big, change yeah, in, it's a big change, and and Julie and I, you know, the adjustment hasn't been easy at at times. No, it just it hasn't been is. easy at all. And there, then there's you that just has a smile on your face all the time. If you're having a bad day, I always know when I can comfort you. You can comfort me. We do mm-hmm. like we have that same thing, and John does the same thing. Oh, but yeah. like. There's just something about you because we do the same profession too and like work mm. on the same things. Like yeah. you just understand me to a certain extent. So like thank you for that because of course. this year has been I feel like I've been getting back to like the person I am this year because I've been able to go back to my roots. And I'm do glad stuff to hear like that. that. And I'm yeah. glad I'm able to help out with that. Thanks, man. I really am, of course. Um, um I did want to mention because we're on the D C topic. Did you hear they're making a new animated movie? I did. I'm very surprised. So they made a Supergirl movie, uh-huh. which I need to see. Um, but it's, yeah, and it's Supergirl coming to the world and then kind of not knowing what to do and then kind of breaks everything. And then I think she finds her place with, um, um, oh, my God, what is their name? Brainiac 5? Yes, yes. Legion of Superheroes? That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the Shoot, what was that show called? Is it Legion? I think it's Legion. I thought it was Legion. Yeah, it's like... Something like that? Something like that. I, I think it's Legion. Yeah, I can't remember, but... um, I alone and Brainiac 5! <laughs> I alone and Brainiac 5! I always remember that. Um, a quick, A quick fact about that show, though. Did you know that um, that show was actually supposed to be about Superboy? You see it in shades of certain yes, episodes. You can absolutely see it in shades. But I guess there was uh, like uh, a copyright problem or something like that going on. So 
they instead just had to do had Young to do Superman. Legion. Yeah. And it was like, oh, cool. It's a cool but, show. It's a very underrated yes, show. I, I really like that show. They're, I think it's very underrated. Um, Brainiac 5, the one episode I remember. I alone in Brainiac 5. They're on another planet or doing something. And real quick, what is what is happening in that episode? Is he fighting different personalities? Is that what it was? He he's fighting like a glitch because from what I remember uh, from that episode, he has to be in like this hyperbaric chamber for a certain amount of yeah. time while something's going on, and something happens to it, so he gets goofy, <coughs> and like that's, they have to like reset. That's right. What's what's going on with him? But it might even be that episode, but there's an episode where <clears throat> Superman goes to this planet and his powers end up, like, failing him. <laughs> and he has to, like, go up through – and uh, <clears throat> he – he, at the end of the episode, asks Brainiac something. He was like – he was like, for some reason on the planet, on that planet, uh, my powers didn't work. Do you know why? And Brainiac was like, because your your powers don't work under under a red sun. And he and he was like, how do you know that? And he was like, I know every. He's like, you're gonna evolve into this like crazy human being. So, because that's one of the coolest parts about that show. So, for anyone that doesn't know, Legion is about. Superman going into the future, a young Superman going into the future and helping out these future heroes. And they are all super psyched. Yes. Because it's fucking Superman. But from the time Superman is from, he's not Superman. He's like not, he's not yeah. he's Superman, but he's not that big Superman yet. Yeah, he's not that dude yet. Yeah, exactly. He's not that dude yet. Everyone's waiting for that. So anyway, way too far off topic. <laughs> Sorry. Um But I think Supergirl runs into Brainiac Five. There's like a scene of them. I think they're like dating or something. And then apparently not sure if it's Dark Side or someone who shows up. But the next movie is going to be rated R and they're doing The War World. Oh, cool. Uh for anyone who doesn't know, um they were swept away under a war uh yeah, they were swept away to a war world, a place of unending brutal gladiator combat. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and the other heroes must somehow unite and reform a beat an unbeatable resistance able to lead an entire planet to freedom. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, Their animated movies are always cool. What's his name? Um, I guess Jensen Ackles is playing Batman. I guess he did in the last one, too. Yeah. He's not horrible. He's not terrible. There's it's so hard without Conroy, man. It's so hard. It's, he's just like the perfect voice. This chair is pissing me off so badly <laughs> because I can hear the little squeaks as I make <laughs> tiny movements with my body. And I just I just want to eat it. I just want to eat the chair. I just want to 
fucking chick a bite out of it. I feel you. Terrible. I've been uh, fighting to blow my nose, so everyone, I apologize. Yeah, move the mic away from you just so we don't hear it, but... Oh, uh, beautiful. Oh, lovely. What a, what a lovely, lovely... I'm sure everyone loved play. hearing that. All right, what's our news for this week? <laughs> all right, let's pull up the news. The big news. Okay, first of all, I just want to say I have been playing Jedi Survivor so much. So much fun. Like five different times I thought the game was going to end. It didn't end, and I'm so grateful for that. I thought that, yeah, that's what Tyler said mm-hmm. today at some level in our Yeah, because he thought um, Dagon was the main villain, and I was like, I thought the exact same thing. And then when we, you know, then, spoiler, when you um, when you get to him and you beat him, it's like, Oh, he wasn't the final boss. What? What now? <laughs> um, Tyler, I know you're listening. There's another part. I'm sure you probably got to it already because you've been blasting through that game. But there's another part where I swore it was actually. I think he did make it here already. I swore it was going to be the end of the game, like the final boss or something. No, there's still like loads more to do. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome, you know. So, um, all right, just wanted to do that. Oh, and um, this is a bit of gaming news for me. Um, I hopped on Fortnite today. First game on, got to win. Fair enough. That's how it's done, baby. I was so happy. I was, it was real close to, and um, I I always randomized my skin, and the guy I was fighting... (laughs) Had a Venom Suit Spider-Man skin on, and I was wearing a Spider-Man skin. And I was like, I can't let this fake win. And I blasted his ass. Good for you. So, first game on, I won, baby. Let's fucking go. I played a duo with Steve yesterday and got a win off the bat. (coughs) And then I was playing groups, like, squads with a bunch of people and... Could not oh, like randos? My life. No, uh, Metro and Dave oh, oh, okay. jumped on. I gotcha. With, with us, and it was we were doing good, but we just couldn't seal the deal. Yeah, people are assholes. Yeah, people are definitely assholes. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. All right, all right. Let's see. I think yeah. I think I got yep. Are you gonna go Sith or are you gonna go, uh, uh clone trooper? When? Oh, um, I have to go Seth. Probably, I have I'm to get Darth, go Maul. Darth Maul. I have to get Darth Maul. But um, oh, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna purchase that thing. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say I'm probably gonna. I don't know. I might stick with Anakin. Yeah. Like Princess Amidala or something like that. I don't know. Or as I like to say, go around shooting people as Natalie Portman, because that would be fun. <laughs> That's literally, I have, they have, they added the Thor skins. The only reason why I got hers was uh, I was like, oh, I can shoot people's Natalie Portman. Cool. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, why not? Good God. Black Swan, this bitch. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, shout out to um, Callum, who's in the other room. He was very happy that you got a uh, free PS5. 
Oh, sick. He was like, what? I can't believe that. How did you get so lucky? My, uh, my damn brother. My weird-ass brother. <laughs> I know, right? Shout out, so John. Weird. I love you. But you're, not, but you're not listening to this episode, so kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, you're not well, listening to the podcast. <laughs> I'm washing. I'm not going to put you on blast. Uh, all right. Pedro Pascal is reportedly in talks of joining a Gladiator sequel. Didn't know there was a, a Gladiator sequel. sequel. I know. Come on. I know. Why you, Ben, you can't keep telling me these things about sequels, these movies know. I love coming out. I don't know why. Listen. This is the one thing I absolutely can't get behind because Gladiator is a perfect movie. It does not have it is Was it, is, it directed by Ridley Scott? Yes. It's going to be him again. It's I still be don't Ridley, like it. It's going to be Ridley Scott's Gladiator sequel. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. I don't understand why we need one. But the, the first Gladiator happening. movie is is flawed. You cannot find a single flaw within that. It is such a good movie. It is an acting masterpiece. You, you listen. You look at Joaquin Phoenix in that movie, and it's like you. <laughs> That's true. I forgot he's in that. You can see how it like how easily you could see him as Joker in the future mm-hmm. because his descent into like. Total insanity and like self delusion <laughs> in that movie is like disgusting. And why there, um, there's this great scene towards the end where he's with his sister talking about because she's <laughs> trying to, she tried to betray him and was trying to get Maximus free or whatever. Uh, and he's talking about how he's gonna, like, she's gonna, uh, like be loyal to him and she's gonna bear him a son which is really weird there's some weird he has some like weird incest obsession in that movie but like he says she's gonna bear him a son (laughs) and like it's gonna be like a king of pure blood like it's gonna be a ruler of pure blood and and it's such a well it's such a disgusting and well active (laughs) scene it, but it's disgusting. Like it, it truly is. Like, <laughs> yeah, like as a scene, it's so nasty. It really is. But um, towards the end of that, he uh, he gets really close to her, and he screams in her face, "Am I not merciful?" And, oh yeah! Like, it's a really like it's a really famous moment in that, and that moment was not in the script of Gladiator, whatsoever. He did that, and that's why her reaction in that, that's why she shudders, like, so realistically in that moment is because she was not expecting him to do that. (laughs) And, like, God, him, Russell Crowe, that's one of of Russell Crowe's best movies besides. There's a beautiful mind, and then there's Gladiator for me when it comes to him. It, it Les Mis is way at the bottom of the list. There's some some great moments have just... They just happen last second like that. Um, DiCaprio's that there, yes. there's a very famous one of him cutting his hand. But with... the most famous, the most famous one that I don't think a lot of people know about is The Godfather, the cat. Yeah, I don't know if you knew, but no one exactly either even knows the story. But he never had a cat 
in the movie. Yeah. There was just a cat on set. There was either just a cat on set that just walked around and he found it and picked it up and started petting it during the scene. Someone handed him a cat and he just started petting it. Or they planned it. But I'm pretty sure it was most known as an accident. That's and crazy. Now it's one of the most sinisterly known things, you know? The villain is always petting a cat of some sort, you know? and Yeah. All because of one subtle little thing in Godfather. I know, you know? that's crazy. Isn't that, isn't that insane? <laughs> it's literally just someone found a stray cat, set him on top of him, and was like, okay, there you go. Well, that, yeah, okay. there's also the there's the De Niro moment in uh, Taxi Driver where he's hit the you talking to me, you yep. talking to me. That's improv too. Yeah, and it's one of those just amazing. Yeah, tons of mer- uh, amazing things. Just yeah, really. But th- all that to say, we don't need uh, Gladiator. 2. No, it's we don't need done. Gladiator too. <laughs> we really don't need it. Uh, Anthony Starr, the man who plays Homelander, Tyler hates him. The Boys says, The Boys Season 4 is the most bizarre thing I've ever done. <laughs> he said, There has to be a ceiling, but we can't seem to find it. <laughs> this, uh, just, to, oh, that's great. just to go back to this real quick. The yeah. cat held by Marlon Brando in the opening scene was a stray cat that Coppola found while on the lot of Paramount Pictures and was not originally called for in the script. Yep. Crazy. Just found it, picked it up, started putting it during the scene. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? That is literally almost every villain now. It's not always a cat. So, so but they're always petting like it, they make a joke. They're petting like a rabbit or a cat or like a turtle or something dumb. But everyone knows that they're supposed to be the villain when they're doing that. So know? content was the cat that it's purring muffled some of Brando's dialogue. And as a result, most of his lines <laughs> yes. had to be looped. That's amazing. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, I actually forgot. That's so dope. Yeah, the cat purred so loud, he actually ruined some of the shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, absolutely. Um, Skyrim. Oh, I I actually meant to ask you this a long time ago. You've played Skyrim many a times. Yes. Have you ever used mods? Never. Not once. Wow. Tyler is shocked right now. I know he's shocked right now because I the one time we talked about it on our podcast and um I have never modded Fallout like, or Skyrim once. Yeah, he said, How have you never modded it? Modding it is the best. Dan has definitely modded it. He played Skyrim And times. I remember my butthole clenching during that episode <laughs> because I knew that I had never done it before. That's funny, that's funny. So anyway, Skyrim mod uses chat GPT to give NPCs endless things to say. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's just some fun, you know. I do want to, like, mod it at some point. Like, I mean, I have it for the PS5 now, so it's easy enough to do. <clears throat> That's true. You could mod it now. Apparently, it's just right in the menu. Yeah. It I is. No clue. It I is. No clue. After he said that on the show, I looked, and there it was. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm know, so right? old. It's crazy. I'm so damn old. Um... Alita Battle Angel director and star are in talks for a potential sequel. Hmm. I didn't see that movie. Did you see that movie? No, I didn't. Yeah. 
Um, an old friend of mine saw that movie. Apparently, he loved it. So, someone's hit like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh. Did you, have you seen the trailer for Gran Turismo? Yes, I did. I'm actually really excited for that. Yeah. That looks really good. And to know now that it's based on a true story, really cool. Because yeah. I thought they were just straight up like, oh, it's Gran Turismo. They're racing on the racetrack. But no, the story is they're taking kids that have played Gran Turismo and said, okay, we're going to throw you on a real fucking racetrack. Yeah. What? That That is just so cool. I watched the trailer for it. I thought it was awesome. I think David Harbour is going to be an awesome character. Everything looks great. He's cool that. in anything him. he does. He really is. He's such a great actor. I, I love, him. love him. I love him. I saw him. I saw him in something else recently. I was so shocked that it was him, but such a great actor. Every time I see him in something, he's just oh, so great. Yeah. Um, Hollywood's Writers Guild is on strike right now. Yeah, that's a big thing going on. For the first time in 15 years, members of the Writers Guild of America will be going on strike after studios and streamers refused to agree on several important issues, including increasing in, uh, including increasing, uh, minimum pay and better working conditions. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. And apparently, um... Shout out to Pete Davidson and other people like them. They're helping keeping the strike going. Fuck Pete Davidson. Like, oh, come on. It, it, listen, like, that's cool, but that dude is like the corniest dude I've ever seen in my you entire life. I, you know what, though? Pete Davidson, he's growing on me. You know why? It's because he really is the corniest dude I've ever known in my entire life. You know something else, though? He knows he's the corniest dude he's ever met in his entire life. Mm, he true. plays it. He's just like, you know what? I am corny. I am dumb. It's just who I am. You know? And and so I, I got to have a little respect for him on that. He even said, he posted that that um, new movie show, whatever he's doing, uh, Bum Kiss. He mentioned that, it, I guess it has a lot of jokes about his dick size in it. And... He says, because, you know, everyone's like, oh, Pete Davidson, he must have a huge dick, yeah. And he, he's, he's just straight up said, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the big rave is around I don't want to talk about horrible. Pete Davidson's dick on my <laughs> podcast. I'm just saying, Pete Davidson's dick is average size. Dude, fuck Maybe Pete I want to talk about it, huh? Okay. Maybe I. <laughs> Keep moving. What is next? Maybe a, all right, what's next? Pete Davidson Pete Davidson's on... penis is five. <laughs> <sighs> Just kidding. I, I, uh, I, Star I, Wars... No shit, you're kidding. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor fans love the new froggy character. Uh, Turgle. I actually want to get Tyler's opinion on this. I, I do like Turgle, but me, Tyler, I really hope you're chanting with me. Scuva all the way, baby. Scuva is like a slug that like fishes for fish. I fucking love him. Scuva all the way, baby. Um, Jason Momoa wrote his own Aquaman 2 treatment with climate changes 
as the villain. Climate changes? Yep. The beautiful thing about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is me and my partner wrote a 50-page treatment, and a lot of it has to deal with me taking it to the UN about what's happening with the melting caps. There is no far-off galaxy coming to destroy us or aliens from another place. It's us ruining our planet. We need to get it together and save our home. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. I kind of like that, though. I kind of like that. Save the world, man. I don't need Aquaman to be <laughs> fucking woke. <laughs> That DCU was bad Hi, enough. Hello, you teens. <laughs> could you imagine? Listen, could you imagine after all the shitty stuff DC's put out, if all of a sudden they come out with an Aquaman two and it's all about climate change? <laughs> oh, this ice—it's melting too fast. I'm not coming to see Captain. I need to freeze it. I'm not seeing a Captain Planet movie, dude. I'm seeing a, a freaking a Captain Planet motherfucker. <laughs> that would be perfect. We can, we can. <laughs> He's not a uh, Don Cheadle. <laughs> retires the Iron Patriot. He just turns back into Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> He could be the villain of the next Aquaman movie. <laughs> I hate you. He right starts now. turning people into trees. Tree, tree, tree. tree, tree. tree. <laughs> 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 it's coming down like that first Iron Man scene. He's in Iraq. Is he in Iraq? I shouldn't assume he's in Iraq. They uh, never specific. That's okay to assume he's in Iraq. All is right. it? The Iraqis have been through enough, dude. I, I don't guess. know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Let's keep because moving. Because these topics are just getting ridiculous. Nicholas Cage says he remembers being in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what the fuck to say. <laughs> sometimes, you what, what do you say to that? <laughs> sometimes, what do you say to that? <laughs> okay, Nick. <laughs> cool. Thanks, dude. What, like what? Yeah, what? Like, what an absurd claim to make. That up in the normal conversation. Yeah, you know, I remember being in the womb. I don't fucking care. It's the most Nick Cage claim I've ever heard in my entire life. My God. Uh, sometimes wow. I think I could go all the way back to my in euro. <laughs> oh, my in utero, and oh, yeah, feel yeah. like I could see faces in the dark or something. Now I am no longer in utero. I would have to imagine it was perhaps local vibrations resonating through me at that stage. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Dude, you need to get checked out. <laughs> I'm fine. I have a little... I don't know what it is. I think it's... Uh, Season change. Listen to every episode we've done for the past six months. Oh my god, the last episodes are fine. Golly, it's literally—I don't know what it, 
this morning I woke up and my throat was killing me, but I it might be the season change. Do you need like my... an actual inhaler? No, I don't think so. You um, should go get that checked out. Go to an allergist. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think not a maybe. Go get yourself looked at. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. MCU turned 15. Just saying. It's only 15? Yeah, it's only 15. Isn't that weird? It feels like it's been around. The first Iron Man movie was released on May 2nd, 2008. I remember going to see that with Cheese Man. I remember going to the library with Dad and watching that movie. And then him telling everyone, oh, there's an after credit scene. That's when after credit scenes were actually fucking rare. Instead of literally in every single movie. <laughs> it's literally in every have, movie now. So I have a story that relates to that actually. So oh. in X three, there's a post credit scene and that not a lot of people knew about in like the third X Men movie. And oh it was like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, where it shows his costume, right? No. Um Oh, is that Days of Future Past? What is the where it shows his yellow outfit, right? But he never. No, 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 no. X three. So like the the original, the OG yeah, X Men, the Last Stand. I was yeah. I'm just talking about the scene that I was confusing it for. No, so because um, I yeah, I know there's. A scene I, I know. Was, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about, but that's that's a different movie. Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay. So in X three, there is a scene where. Charles Xavier's in the classroom and he's talking to his students about this mutant and being able to do different things with telepathy. And he shows this video or this live stream of this woman who's with this body that's in a coma and like saying all this stuff. And Xavier was saying something like, what if you would be able to put like, if there was a being conscious like powerful enough to put his consciousness in another like person or whatever. Um, so I, so at the end of X three, at the very end, after the credits, <laughs> so sorry. I'm cracking up. Babar the elephant over here. <laughs> Um. So at the very end, no, you're good. At the end of X three, uh, at the at the very end, yes, because I don't know if you remember, Charles Xavier dies in X three. Yes, in X three, Jean Grey blows him up. Mm -hmm. At the end, that doctor is coming to check on the patient, and all of a sudden, the patient turns and says, "Hello, Mora," and she turns and goes, "Charles," and that's where it ends. So Xavier put his consciousness in that person's body, like so. Instead of dying, he's oh, actually alive. Oh, I see. So, I see. um, not a lot of people knew about that because post credit scenes weren't really a thing back then. Like mm -hmm. they they weren't. So I went to Virginia the one time with Tracy, Byrne, uh, Andrew, no, and Vince wasn't there that That's weekend. That's a surprise. Um, he had something he was doing, I think. Or he was in college at that point. Ah, uh, okay. Was he in college at that? Uh, yeah, he was in college at that point. Um, 
And then, you know, we met up with Adam and Eli. So we watched all three X-Men movie in one night. I remember. And at the third, I was saying there's a, there's a scene after the credits. There's a scene after the credits. And so they're like, keep them on. Everybody is making fun of me so bad, Ben. So bad. They're like, yeah, there's this magical scene after the credits that, like, nobody knows about. Like, that you're going to be doing that. They're dogging me. And then, sure enough, after the credits, that scene comes on. And I go, I told you! I told you! I'm, like, yep. flipping out. And, like, Adam and Eli were blown away because they had never seen it. Like, yep. they owned it. And they had never seen that post credit scene before, ever. Uh, and, like, it, I think it, like, blew their mind. Eli can confirm for me. Most oh, yeah. Likely. Absolutely. By the way, he was Team Taylor. Or uh, Team, uh, not Team Taylor, Team Jacob. He was Team, so he was what? he was a Taylor Lautner guy. What? Said he had a man crush on him. What? Oh, my God. Eli, man. Eli. Eli. Gross. It's Robert Pattinson or nothing, man. It's, listen to me. Listen Put to him me. on blast. Listen to me. Did Taylor Lautner... Play Batman? No, no, he didn't. He didn't play Batman. Who did play Batman? Robert Pattinson played Batman. And you know what? He was pretty good. Taylor Lochner, weird guy. And he imprinted on the baby. Very wrong move for him to do. Very wrong move. What does that mean? I literally have no idea. All I know is that he imprinted on the baby. What a loser he is. I've been listening to. Uh... A playlist I created on Spotify a lot recently oh, yeah? to, like, center myself. I'm trying to, like, be confident in who I am again. Because, oh, yeah. like, it, I, I feel like my kindness has been taken for weakness a lot in my life. But now I'm at the point in my life where I'm not afraid to stand up for myself. Good for you. When situations, like, call for it. Mm -hmm. But that can be hard sometimes, like, doing that, too. So, like, I've kind of just needed, and, I, you know, I love music, so I've just needed uh, something to, like, center me. And, yeah, like, music sure. to, like, put, like, that I relate to and mm -hmm. that speaks to me, like, that's been there through my whole life. Uh and it's it, it's called die a hero, ironically, because it was you know that that's just the uh, yeah. way I feel. Like always die the hero. That's that'll be my motto. I stand on until I go. Um, but one of the songs on there that I have like in the rotation is the theme from uh, the last Batman movie. Like, hey. the, the actual Batman-like theme. Do, do, yeah, do, but... Do, 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 do. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. Like yes, yeah. that that one, <laughs> that theme. But, like, the, like the strings, too, so it, it's like... It doesn't start out as harsh as you just mm. made it coming through. <laughs> And that always, like, I don't know. I No. <laughs> that's, like, I don't know. I get something from that. Yeah. Like, that's... No, I get that. That, get, makes, like, that makes me feel like a, a, a real-world yeah, Batman. Like, like, that that feeling of... Something, like, I've been going back into that movie recently, and something I keep missing that you and Dad really hyped up that I just... 
it was cool. I just didn't find as much hype around it at the time. Was the startup sound for the Batmobile? The way it just goes, like that little. It's you can tell, like, oh fuck, it's getting ready to go. You know. Well, think about how the Batmobile used to start up in the animated series. Mm -hmm. It always used to like the flare, and then it went. But like. God, that's so cool. Yep. You just you hear it before you see it. It's such a exactly, good scene. Yeah. It's a damn good movie. I it, I I was just talking to somebody last night about how my podcast has gone from like it was super serious to me talking about Pattinson every week. Uh <laughs> but like it, it's so true. They did such a good job with that movie and just writing Batman. Yeah, that and everybody did their research so well with them. Yeah, just just so it, it feels like That's such a true. cool, like modern day movie. So okay, I was thinking about this this week, and we'll kind of uh, actually. Do you have any more news before? Uh, I have through? a ton more actually, so I could blast through it. Here, find quick. find some highlights and share like. A, a couple okay. highlights, and then I have Scientist, something I want to ask you. Okay. Scientists discover how to translate thoughts into text using chat GPT. Oh, shit. We're fucked. <laughs> We're fucked. That's like, that's not, that's yeah, not good. that's not great. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, Matthew Lawrence says an award, an Oscar-winning director asked him to strip for a Marvel movie. Matthew Lawrence said that. I went to the hotel room of a very prominent Oscar awarding winning director who showed up in his robe, asked me to take off my clothes, and if I did XYZ, I would be in the next Marvel character. I didn't do it, and my agency fired me. Hollywood's toxic like that, so that's like not 100% surprising to me as much as I hate that. Still fucked up. It's so fucked up. Fucked up, man. It's so bad. Uh, 5,000... I've, I've been exploited in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Like, just... Like, people just... Yeah. They're really not considerate. They're pigs. Um, a 5,000-year-old tree in Chile could be the world's oldest tree. Um, DC Comics. Light. Very, very light spoiler for Comic 135. DC Comics just made Batman's shark repellent canon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's a little cool. tease for you. That's a little tease. Man, <laughs> I love being a Batman fan. Right? Isn't that funny? And no one would know what that is unless you watch the Adam West movie, you know? And that, it's just. Those movies, I Bad love Shark Adam West. Repellent. They are absurd. Oh, they are just ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. My favorite. Will always be him running around with that stupid bomb. <laughs> He's yeah. running all over the deck, and and he goes to throw it over the water, and then they're they're the baby ducks, and he's like, some place, some days there are just no good places to get rid of a bomb. It's just so dumb. So good. <laughs> like, okay. So good. Uh, um, Xbox, uh, new Xbox Games Showcase announced for June with direct. Um, yes, with direct, dedicated, Starfield direct. Okay. 
So there's that. Uh, we got the trailer for Dune 2. I didn't see Dune 1, or Dune Part 2, I should say. I didn't see Part 1. I should check it out. Um, there is a Marvel Spider-Man 2 prequel comic. I did not get it. I'm going to have to check it out. You'll get there. Just go in. They'll take care of you, dude. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Visions Season 2 was very good, so f- I guess. Um, Visions, I don't know if you know, is a Star Wars series where uh, each episode is different. Some episodes are... Um, Star Wars inspired by anime, and then other episodes are anime inspired by Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And this is season two of it that they just did, and they gave it a nine. So I'm going to check that out. This seems pretty fun. Reporters are using Counter Strike to deliver Ukraine war news to Russia. I'm going to say this now people, stop using games for like political shit. Don't know why we're doing that. I don't, don't know why. Don't we're... know why we're doing that. Don't bring. Please don't. You. Ch- this please is, don't. This is please. coming from the kid who just said, "Oh, an oh, woke Aquaman could be cool." Okay. No, I'm just oh, kidding. I, I'm just okay. kidding. I didn't I'm just say kidding. a woke Aquaman <laughs> would be cool. First of all, I didn't say woke would be cool. All right. Hold on. Shove words <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so good. Uh, across the Spider-Verse, <laughs> uh, the new Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, yeah. It's the longest major studio animated film ever. Wow. Awesome. It's going to be two hours and 20 minutes. So dope. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, Chris Pratt is open to coming back for Star-Lord, if it makes sense. <clears throat> so only if it makes sense for him to come back, he's willing to come back. Yeah. I didn't see the new Guardians yet, did you? I didn't either. Forgot, I, heard it's I totally right. forgot it was coming out, to be to be insanely honest. I've been <laughs> so off that I, I need to sit down and just do a rewatch of it. You might everything. have even mentioned that last week that you didn't I think even I did. realize it was coming out. I did. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I need to stop repeating myself on this show. <laughs> Dan, and I need to be is, awake. This is the perfect time for you. Marvel's Spider Man is getting a remaster. The new Spider-Man PS5 game. The standalone version of Marvel's Spider-Man remastered is finally coming to PS5. So the the PS5 remastered that was previously only available with with purchasing Miles Morales Ultimate Edition Mm -hmm. will be available as a standalone game later this month. Uh, players who bought the PS4 version of the game can upgrade for ten bucks. Oh. That's another thing. If you have games that can be upgraded, upgrade them all. Cool. I they really—it's the smartest thing to do. It's so nice. You know, uh, I, I no, I can't say this. I'm not going to say this right now. I'm not <laughs> okay. Get into existence. Then that will wait. I'll, I'll I'll ask after. No, no, no. Don't ask that. Don't 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 even bring it back up. I was about to speak a video game into existence that I've already played before, and I'm not going to bring it into existence again oh, okay. because I I keep saying sticking with the new games, going with the new games. 
Although I have been playing Fortnite, but it's because I also want to get like the season stuff done. No, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to do the Sith stuff and everything like that. So. If you need to level up quick, I'll level up quick with Word. you. Have you? It, it, well, oh yeah. So you have you gone to the gates yet and gotten all the Force abilities and shit? No, I um I literally only did Darth Maul's today, and that's it. But did you have you gone to any of the gates like and picked up a lightsaber and used any of the abilities? Uh, just I just picked up one lightsaber, just Darth Maul's today, and that's it. Okay. So yeah, I found where you go through that little yes, rift yes, thing, yes. and yeah, come back out. Yeah, I did that today, but that, literally, I played that game. I won, and I was like, you know what? I don't even want to risk losing. I, <laughs> I just you. got off. <laughs> yeah. I went to Jedi Survivor. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm good with this win. Solid choice, honestly. Um, Redfall, um, a game about vampires, I think. Did not do great, apparently. Who would have guessed? <laughs> it just it did not do great. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has a mid-credit and post-credit scene, just like every Marvel movie now. Who fucking cares? Um, that's not important. Oh, dumb. IGN readers declare Yoda the most powerful Jedi, which is really fucking dumb. It is what it is. I understand why they did that. Because if you, if you count other Jedis into it, like, well... No no way to do that. It depends on if they count Starkiller or not. I don't know. No way to... No way to do that unless you put them all in a battle royale, and yeah. I wish they would do that. Um, the One Piece creator says the Netflix series won't come out until I'm satisfied. So it's never coming out. Yeah, probably not. Because <laughs> who's going to be satisfied with yeah, that? Yeah, seriously. Um, apparently there's going to be an Andor Season 2. In Season 2 will cover the three days before Rogue One in the last three episodes. Interesting. Um, Let's see what else we got. Carl Urban is in final talks to be Mortal Kombat's Johnny Cage okay. in the second movie. That's solid. Uh, what else do we have? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 might be a tough watch for animal lovers and kids. Oh, come on. Just a heads up. Oh, boy. That's, yeah, Julie's not seen that yeah, one. Yeah, she's not seen that <laughs> Um, Guardians 3 earns the highest preview sales in the franchise. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, tech, tech issues are plaguing next-gen games. I agree. Next-gen games are becoming very buggy. Although, a lot of people were saying the performance for Jedi Survivor was really bad. I haven't had any issues. Okay. Like, it's been really good for me. Well, that's good. Yeah, I don't know if I just got lucky or what, but I... Yeah, it's been really great for me. I don't know what everyone else is saying. But yeah, I agree with that. They They need to work on their games, flesh them out a little bit. Make sure when they come out, it isn't in the super buggy state, you know? That was the, one of the biggest things with Cyberpunk, is it came out, and on PC, it was almost unplayable. 
some missions would just not activate. It was just ugh, yeah. really. But, but anyway, Doctor Strange two. The writers weren't able to watch WandaVision before finishing the sequel. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of what sense. What the right? hell? Why? Uh, Why? It seems it, if it seems Wanda Scarlet Witch's character beats were a little off in Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Well, here might be a good reason that sequels writers couldn't watch WandaVision and it wasn't finished yet. A- as it wasn't finished yet. Unbelievable. That yep. see that's a stupid decision. Yeah, right? isn't that really dumb? Yeah. Yep. I hate that. Alright, Tears of the Kingdom is getting a special live stream day, um, the day before launch. That game leaked and everybody loves it. Yeah, everyone is, yeah. I am so excited. You know what we're getting? Hmm. You're getting the Switch? No, do you know what we're getting? What are we getting? In this game, there's, (laughs) it's funny because, uh. I saw a video of it where it dubbed over. It's the incredible scene, but instead of uh, Dash, it's him pointing at a certain part in uh, <laughs> Legend of Zelda, and he goes, "Wait for it, right, right there!" And it's Link diving in water. Oh, and he sick. points at something, and it disappears. Oh, sick! Which means. We're getting underwater portions. That's going to be great. We're getting underwater in this game, bro. We're getting it. It's going to be huge. I'm going to get lost forever. Yeah, same here. Uh, Casey did say she wants the Switch, so we might get the Switch for that. She said, she literally said, I don't want anything else for my birthday other than the Tears of the Kingdom Switch. I thought you, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Don't you wow. have a Switch already? Yeah, we have a Switch already. What the fuck so are you going to do with she that? She was like, I want the Tears of the Kingdom edition. I was like, it's not all that worth it. She was like, yeah, but I want it. You know, so. Listen, there's. <laughs> the show Cheese Man put this the best. The fact that it's still available That's right now. That's what I told her. That's what I told her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Two more things. Um,. Good, because I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah sorry. And you, you're have fine, you're and fine. you have something to say as well. Yes. Um, work on Marvel's Blade has been paused due to the writer's strike. Uh, yeah. Pre-production work on Marvel's Blade, starring Marshall Ali, has Mah- been... Mahershala. Oh, Mahershala. Mahershala. Oh, whoops. Mahershala Ali has been halted due to work stoppage caused by the writer's strike. A source has... Um, a hearse because oh my god, what was that? <laughs> it's been a long day. A source has confirmed to IGN. Uh, and the last one, Guardians Three dethrones Mario with one fourteen million opening weekend box. That was always going to happen. Yeah, of like course, that's it's a Marvel movie. That's not gonna, gonna like a Marvel. Of course, is going to beat the Mario yeah, movie that's been gonna, out for yeah. a month on yeah. like its first weekend. <laughs> I want to see the Mario movie so bad. Oh. Oh yeah, you knew about this, right? We're getting the um Avatar movie. Yes. The animated movie? Yes. Uh, I, adult, I still don't know how I feel, but... Adult Aang will be 24. 
Um, 12 years after um, Avatar The Last Airbender. And he won't have a beard. Interesting. Not like his past life did. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Very interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I just watched uh, the library episode the other day. That episode's so good. That one's a great one. Said um, to Casey the other day, and we might have to rewatch that show already. It's only been like a year. Julie wanted, she was like, Can we just skip over where Appa goes? And I was like, You kind of can't with you this can't. episode because Toph, like, is still. Man, she holds that library up for so damn long, yeah. and I don't know how she did that. There's yeah. no way you can't look at her and be like, That's not the most powerful vendor in that show, other than Aang. I don't know. Aang's so cool. The the I fact mean, that I, in the I library think... for the se- for a second, Aang opens a book and he goes, "Hey, look at this lion turtle!" And that's the only time they mention it in the yep. entire series until until the end ends up on its back. Yeah, so cool, it, man. It really is. I I think I have to agree with you there. As terms of bending, yeah. I've said it of, on this show of, before. She had two mistakes in bending, and she corrected them both. Yeah. Sand bending, which is shown in that episode, which in the end at the at the beach episode that they do uh, as a unit, mm-hmm. she's able to make bossing say so say. perfectly that you could even see the king and his bear, which, like, if that doesn't show she's perfected sand bending, I don't know and what does. Not and, even, and metal bending. Yep, and she and learned that bending. in, like, Six hours. And not to mention, she also started her own entire police force. And then, after that, retired, moved to the forest, and is still watching everyone. The she old- can still literally see everyone. Uh, uh, what's her name? Cora at one point asked, like, don't you miss seeing San or... Um, um, I don't know. Uh, I the, the, the only thing, name. but she was like, "Don't you miss seeing them?" And she's like, "What do you mean? I'm, I see them right now." Uh huh. <laughs> so the, like, oh my god. The only thing that could possibly put Aang above her is his. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. I didn't say. I didn't say Aang was below her. I still think Aang's above. I I still think he is too, but that's my personal bias, and I can't like. <laughs> Like, I would literally have arrow tattoos on my hand if it were <laughs> acceptable. Um, he So the ability to take bending away is immediately the one that comes to mind first because he's the one who invented that ability mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Kind of, yeah. And then the second X factor in that is Monkey Azzo because... You think about where they found Giasso's body in a room filled with 150 dead firebenders. They didn't die on their own. Giasso killed yep. all those people yep. and, and, and himself. That, it's and himself. It's, it's literally a ton of Fire Nation people and, and just Giasso. So if that's Ang's main mentor, what did he teach him? You know what drives me crazy? Brandon, I, I tried. I, I'm. I'm still trying to push him to watch this show. But he says to me, I got to the episode where he found out, like, he got to his temple and all the people were dead and I hated it. I was like, what? 
How do you not get hooked by that episode? I don't know. I don't know. He you doesn't start. Like, he doesn't like kids stuff, though. It looks like a kids show. He's not gonna like it. You know what I mean? It. it, I don't it doesn't know. though. It's for it everybody. Does. That it show's does for look everybody. like a kids show. Story wise, it really is for everyone. I I think it's for everyone either way. But I don't know. I don't know. It's amazing. But anyway, my only argument to why I think Aang is the best is for. One reason and one reason only. Who else is an airbender? That's fair. Who? Who else? You have firebenders. You have waterbenders. You have earthbenders. Who the hell else would have gotten out of that situation with Combustion Man? Where Combustion Man blasted at him and he had two seconds to respond. And Dan, let me tell you this because I've watched this. Over and over again. I have two. He, you're, no, you're, no, you're talking no, to me I, like I haven't no, watched this I, I, every no, day. No, I mean like I, I, I saw an edit of it and I watched it over and over and over. If he timed that air a second later or a second too soon, mm-hmm. he would have gotten blown he, he up. He would have been dead, yeah. He would have been exploded to smithereens. But he waited, he calculated, and as soon as that... That second boom, you could hear it. No, the third boom, that because it goes doo, 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 like that. Once he heard that third one, he was like, now and shoved himself away. Name another person that could have done that. I'm not, you won't I, no, no, find I, any argument for me. That I, I know, is, I'm just saying. No, like, I know. That's, but you just that's like, insane. you won't find a bigger Ang stand than myself because I, that's, oh, no, I know. that's my spirit person. Like, um, Ang is like, I don't, I don't gravitate towards main characters because I don't feel that responsibility. But with how, with how he carries himself, I relate to that because he doesn't carry that responsibility either. He he team captains rather than like leads as far as like with an iron fist. Mm -hmm. He team captains and believes in like the community is going to make this work. No, I've thought about this a lot. Um, There's – We're such nerds. I've thought about this a lot though. Um I so I love Aang. I love his character. I love everything about him. I think Zuko is my favorite character. He's so his he's arc is the so, best one. His it's arc the best one. is just so amazing. He goes from this this douchey kid that wants nothing else but to just capture the Avatar and restore his honor and do this and that. And of course, I don't think. The problem is, I don't think I could say Zuko is my favorite character without saying Iroh is my absolute favorite. Because if it's not for Iroh, you don't have Zuko. Yeah. You don't have the Zuko we have because without Iroh molding him in his own way is everything. Iroh even says to him, um, it's one of my favorite scenes. It's when, um, it's when Zuko goes to infiltrate the North Pole. And um, Iroh says to him, um, I, I, I know I've told you this already, but ever since my son died, and he goes, you don't have to say it. And he goes, uh, yeah, I always I thought of you as my own. 
It's so good. And he That's gives him that hug. And I said something the other day about how you look at him differently after the first time you watch the series and realize that he's going to be a good guy yeah. in the end. Like you see that whole arc yeah. so differently. It's with him. it's just so it's so cool, and it's so heartbreaking because you have that that's that that turn in season two where you start to see oh my god he's really becoming a yeah. good guy and you see you see you see it slowly being chiseled out and then they rip it away from you it's like no, no. but just everything just everything about Zuko he had he had the chance to kill his dad and he said no because I can't do it. The Avatar has to do it. If it's just me killing you, it's just more violence on senseless violence. Also redirected lightning, which is one of the most badass And that's things. what I'm saying. Right there, he could have killed him, but decided against it. My favorite part of that scene is the fear in, uh, in, uh, in Ozai's, Ozai's eyes, eyes yeah. when he's realizing that, like... <laughs> He could just like do that technique. Well, uh, He's like just no idea. He finds out from Zuko or Aang. Both, both, because from because when he finds out from Zuko, he's like, ah. when he finds out from Zuko, he's starstruck. He, he and gets then more than anything. And then so so here's there's there's levels to it, right? Mm-hmm. And that first level is so important. So the level of Zuko is so important because he realizes how much Iroh's been teaching him, mm-hmm. right? And he realizes that, like, oh, shit, he really is out to get me, right? Mm-hmm. And then when Aang does it, mm-hmm. I knew he he's flabbergasted. Because not only does Aang know how to do it, there's only one person he could have possibly, possibly learned, learned it from. It from. And it's Zuko. So Zuko did exactly what he told his dad he was going to yep, do. I'm going to help and Aang. It out. Uh, yep. and, and, in that moment, and Aang truly... Truly, truly, truly could have killed him in that moment. He had. Ang Ang truly could have. But he chose. That's why he's also so powerful because he chooses. He has the power to kill these people. He he chooses not to. Yeah, he had. He not only, like you said, he not only had the power to do it, he was right there. And I think that's the best part about Ozai's whole thing is Zuko showed Aang how to redirect lightning. Aang is currently redirecting the lightning. Yes. And I have absolutely no way out. No way out. I'm stuck right here. I'm dead. I am literally dead. And Aang, just because he was raised by the monks. And and not even because he was... That Not damn rock. Because it was because because that. that damn rock. That's the only reason <laughs> that that he was able to like go full chakra as much as he did. Because one rock activated his chi. Even even then, again, it shows Aang is still such a powerful bender. So bad because he's in that avatar state, about to kill him again, and he goes, "No, no, I won't kill him." I refuse to kill him, no matter what. Even though every single past life of his keeps saying, you have to kill him, you have to kill him, he's still stuck on the way of, no, no, I'm, ab- I'm going to find another way. Yeah. I won't kill him. 
there I absolutely will not take his life. Yeah. And it just every time I just more and more respect him because yeah. oh my god, just just amazing. Final thing I'll say Avatar wise, and then I gotta ask you this question. Oh yeah, I, I have one more thing to throw on to. No, yeah. you're fine. Um my favorite Aang moment is such a subtle moment, but it's during the uh the Fortune Teller episode with Aunt Wu. Uh <laughs> where the volcano's exploding and he's redirecting all the lava and doing all those things to prevent the town from and then at the end of it he's standing there and he just breathes out real quick and i love yeah he does that little like accent. that that moment for me, like he's just always that's that's for him. He's just always yeah. stayed so calm under pressure. That's why that's like apples and oranges. But that, that's why I've always gravitated towards Izzy so much too, because he's always been such calm, an Avatar fan. Yeah. But he really is like that's his yep. spirit. Is he has that yeah. same? He has the tough tattoo, but the Ang mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love, love that in a person. I love that episode too because. Um, and that whole time, uh, it, it, not for the, I, I like this part, not for the love aspect for it, though. Um, the whole time, Katara is like, oh, who am I going to marry? You know, like, oh, she's trying, she was told, oh, I'm going to marry a very powerful vendor. Oh, who could that possibly be? And then at the end of that, after Aang's done with all his stuff, Sokka just goes, huh, you know, I, I, I totally forget how powerful a vendor that guy is. And she goes, what did you say? And he goes, I'm just saying, I, I can't believe how powerful that kid is. And she just looks at him like, yeah. But it it really, it's not just, it's not for that fact of, oh, that's Katara's answer. It really is, it's showing he's 12 years old and he's already doing this. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's just that powerful. He's got so that dog good. in him. Okay. So anyway. I I have come to the conclusion, and I think that if Sokka was a bender, Mm -hmm. just a water bender, I think he'd be the most powerful bender in the show. Uh, Absolutely not. I I don't think he'd be the most powerful bender in a sense. I just think he would be the most terrifying warrior. He already had amazing battle plans. All the invasion plans, they weren't his dad's. It was his. All the invasion plans were his. Now, think about this. Think about how at the very end, when, what's his name? Um, um, uh, Paku um, uses the water and makes all that ice to go down. And then Master... um, Oh, what is this? Master P and Dao comes in and starts slicing everyone's weapons. Think yeah. about Sokka doing that. Yeah. Literally laying down ice, flying down, slicing people. Tell me. Tell me that wouldn't be him. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. But if he had bending, would he rely on bending more than he was strategy? No. You don't know that, though. I do know you that. You don't. I do only because 
His father was a warrior. And he was raised to be the warrior of the tribe. He was the only man left behind. He had to protect his village. So even if he did just use bend, even if he focused more on the bending, the weapons would have to be around. They would have to be around. But I'm not saying the weapons. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I, saying the strategy, the mental part of it. Yes, I still believe it. I don't think so. I still believe I don't it because think so. Koda was such Look at he Katara. Did from somewhere. Katara's the son of a war chief too. Well, Katara's and the she son of bends a war- more. She doesn't she's Katara's she's the a son healer. of a war chief, but Katara was not the man of the village. We might have to debate this on the next no, episode. No, no, no. I'm telling you. She it, wasn't the man. I'm not saying that no, because. I, I know. I, I, I'm not trying to be like, oh, she, she, she has no place being a warrior. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying. No, it, I'm those, saying I told Julie I was leaving <laughs> soon 20 minutes ago. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Listen, is we're sitting listen, here talking about this I'm whole thing. I'm just saying I think Sokka would be one of the most powerful warriors. I do too. But I think I, he I, already is. If he, had, if he had bending, I think he'd be unstoppable. Hands down. That's all I'm saying. All uh, Okay, so all I'm saying is the fact that he's never bending has made him work harder and he wouldn't have had that incentive had he had bending. I don't know. It's it, that's. I don't think so, man. He talks about I it in think, a bunch of episodes. I think... He talks about know, it in the Sock Disaster episode. I, we can't talk about this anymore. I, I have, know, no, I have no, one I, thing I, to I know. ask. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I do think that... Um, I do think that adds much to his character. I just think that if he wasn't one, bending, I think two, be... Julie's coming for you. <laughs> Three, uh, four, saying, better that's lock your door. You're the one that's. You're the one that's wasting time now. Five. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm the one wasting time. Don't make you're me beat you up on the show again. Have you watched Umbrella Academy yet? <laughs> 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 yes, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's look my watch mind. that show. Right. Did I break I'll your glasses? No, no, no. Okay, I was gonna. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I will. All right. I'll, I'll watch. I'm telling you, you're gonna really like it. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know. I. I'll tell you what it is. It's the Netflix logo for me, man. Every time it it leaves a sour taste in my mouth whenever I hear Netflix show now. (sighs) I know, I know. It was when it didn't come out now, so it's actually still pretty good because it came out back then. Yeah. But I'm just saying, now it kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Oh, it's a Netflix show. Oh. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Okay. So yes. here's the final question I wanted to ask you okay. as far as this podcast goes. Uh, if you were Robin and you had to uh, be with Beast Boy, oh, and no, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, where is this going? Um, <laughs> that no, it's been, a WGO. That hasn't been brought if up. If you were Robin. <laughs> You were Robin. <laughs> if you were Robin, and you were with Beast Boy, <laughs> um, no, 
what uh, character from any Batman <coughs> universe, any iteration of Batman, any like conception, do you relate to the most as a person? Batman when he's broke. <laughs> I don't mean like. <laughs> what a stupid. I answer like actually mean. seeing Bruce Lane struggle with taxes. No, I'm saying. I'm on a full issue where Bruce is just writing taxes. I don't. I don't mean in that way, <laughs> stupid. Oh my god, you're just wasting my time now. Um, do I relate to the most? Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's a really good question. I don't know. I mine is Terry McGinnis. Probably this. That was the first one that popped in my head. The other one that literally popped up right next to it is Batman Year One. I can see where he keeps where he keeps training, and even though he's punching the bricks, and he's going. I'm not ready. And then he and then he kicks the tree over. He goes, I'm still not ready. Yes, I I definitely see you as that now, but I will always see you as uh animated series Tim Drake. <laughs> that's what that's what I see you as at heart. Just this like always clowning like, Oh wait, I'm sorry, Batman character, not just Batman. Not I'm just sorry. Batman. Uh, yeah, maybe. In any universe, I gravitate towards Terry McGinnis. Like, I will always be Terry McGinnis in every universe, I, I guess feel like. I'd be Down to me a... carrying the backpack everywhere I go. I think I've... I think I see myself as more of a Nightwing character. Because yes. that's... That's actually that's I don't know why, but it popped up earlier. Um, one of my favorite quotes is from Nightwing, and he says, "Because it's something I very much relate to, is whenever anyone asks what kind of superpower I would have, flying is always at the top of my list." Yeah, but that's I have to admit, but I I have to admit that I've learned to love falling, like. I just I think that's a beautiful quote and just the just the freeness, the carelessness, the yeah, the the um, the daredevil, the almost. joy, yeah, the joy that he finds within life, and he, Bruce has said it so many times. If it wasn't for Dick Grayson. We would have a very different Batman. Mm-hmm. If if it wasn't for Dick, Batman would not be the person he is. And Batman has said himself that Dick Grayson is the best version of Batman ever. Yeah, is is Nightwing is what he wants Batman to be. Yeah, I agree and with that. That I just and I always. Uh, yeah, I just love it. Um, but yeah, the the fact that he's just so caring, free loving, and just and I I I try to see my I like to see myself like that. That um, 
You know, someone may some, say something smart to you, but you just see it back with a smile, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, but I always feel myself, like, Dick Grayson, um, yeah, Tim Drake, kind of, maybe a little bit of a rebellious uh, Jason Todd in there, but, um, yeah, more of a Dick Grayson. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. And, yeah, I, I definitely see you as, um, as, like, a Terry kind of character because I, I would say you're like a Batman but and I don't mean this in a mean way you don't have everything figured out no I don't so you are, you really I are more that. of a Terry McGinnis exactly yeah. you, you, um, you're still trying to figure out the ropes of everything and yeah absolutely so I, I do see you as Terry I feel I that I would agree with that thank you of course all right we're out of time for this because we're almost at two hours. Oh, hi, Julie. Ah, no, Julie, not the knife, please. Ah. She's going to kill me. <laughs> I'm so screwed. All right. Check out what's going on every uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, Whenever Tuesday, I Wednesday get it, I've been getting it up. Um, this will be up tonight, so uh, check us out every Sunday or so. Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. East Sleep List every Friday. Uh, we'll be back this week. Uh, check out Noise Candy. I don't know if they had a new episode this week. I don't know if I, I received know anything in my email. But um, check them out on the network. Everything over at BICBP-radio.com. Yes, sir. Uh, Night Theater Podcast as well. Yeah. Um, Shout we've out been to them. collaborating a lot between mm-hmm. the two of us recently. <laughs> uh Great to do this as always. Yeah. So excited for 100. So we're going to have so much fun doing that. Yeah, we're going to have – we have some fun We have some good up. ideas, like, coming up for it. And mm-hmm. we want to have more people on here soon, too. So we'll try to get guests on the, in yeah. the near and future. And you know what? Let us know what you guys want to see for yeah. the episode, too. 100%. We'd love to hear feedback and see what you guys want to see, hear, anything like that. So yeah, yeah let us know. Um, but as always, guys, thank you very much for listening. We always appreciate it. Absolutely, and we'll end it with a. We'll end it with me stuttering over my words because it's been two hours of doing this show the way we always do. We're gonna end with the way we always do with a one, two, three. See ya. See ya.